Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. A woman on the radio talks about... Ah! Welcome to the big show. On a beautiful Tuesday, snowy day. Beautiful. It's a beautiful Tuesday. Are you kidding me? I love the snow. I took the Jag. My wife goes, no, take the truck. Please don't take that car. I said, I got to find out what she can do in the snow. I like so, it. So is it front wheel or rear? Just rear wheel. <laughs> it's the worst possible scenario. So when I got the car, I got the, I paid four grand for a '91 Jaguar XJ XJ uh, six, and uh, in beautiful condition with thirty seven thousand five hundred miles on it. So the car's got it clearly has a hundred grand grand left in it, mm-hmm. and and uh, it had a little thing in the front end I had to fix that was you know a, a thousand bucks and and then snow tires. But I love the car, a $4,000 Jaguar. You know, how do you go wrong? My wife looks at it and says, all she sees is, where's my Bentley? You know, I mean, that's that's all she sees. Where's where's my Jaguar SUV? Um, so you, you opened up. Uh, my, well, hold on. My car got broken into yesterday. Here? Yeah. In the lot again? P- PA, really? PA system stole out of my car. How did they, uh, broken into or you left it open? I don't know. I haven't seen the video. Does yet. anyone lock their car? Well, I don't know if I locked it or not. I have to look. And well, there's no bri- if they. I usually, they did, I usually they lock did it, it in but the I don't daylight. Know, I sometimes I lock it. Well, yeah. I had started unloading the equipment out, and then I got busy, and I didn't get out to get the last piece, and I came out after work closed, and it yeah, was well, gone. They're gonna walk through because they go under the bridge here. They're gonna walk through and check doors. I don't think they're smashing well, windows. So my you- car is right outside the window. <laughs> These guys are brazen. <laughs> you know, it's like oh holy. yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't care. And I, the the one thing I got is somebody's going to walk out while it's happening, and something bad's going to happen. Yeah, but you got to remember something, and, and now I'm used to it. When I got here, um, you know, I walked in and I was, "Hey, what's happening?" But people don't even look up from their desks to say hello. Yeah. You think everyone's going to look out at your car and see what's going <laughs> on? The blinds were closed, actually. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no, no one cares. No one cares here. Everyone's got their their islands. They're all on their own. You're in the Aleutians right now. It's very My cold here. My crap didn't get stolen. I don't care. <laughs> so you asked me the question: Should we go ahead and do the Levitard show? Now this is a three minute clip, but you and this would be why Paulie would be asking: Would we want to be on national radio again and continue what I thought was going to be a fun segment? This is what they did yesterday on the Dan Levitard show. I think. Computers froze. <laughs> wow. All right, here we, we go. Here we go. Um, also on the docket, and this one is a little bit hard. Allison, what are you willing to say about this? Because I've wanted the, the Baldwin family gone from our lives for about four weeks now. So he's he's not a fan. Well, listen, uh, what, what they did was... They, they, he painted himself into a corner. He thought it was going to be funny, and I challenged this privately with him and with the producers of the show. He boycotted Beth's last last time on, saying, we want Alec, we want Alec, we want Alec. And the entire time he said, we want Alec. And this has been the ongoing gag of producing my sister Beth, my sister Jane. Beth comes on and wins four weeks in a row, which according to their rules, Beth continues. They knew what they were getting into, so he wants Alec. Play. 
Alex been on four times. Though. Right, right, right. But listen, the guy's and an they idiot. Continue to infiltrate the show, and they won. Alec Baldwin beat Colin Cowherd again this week by one game. It's never any good. You know, it's it's Cowherd is one three and one, and Alec Baldwin limps in with a two and three. Way to go, bro! The only one, the only one who was any good was Beth Baldwin. She got us a couple of good weeks. I think she was five and zero oh and four and one. Stephen Baldwin was useless. Dan, Daniel Baldwin was useless. Um, Allison, what is the latest with this? Because I don't want them back anymore. He's going to kill me. I'm serious. Like I, he, Daniel Baldwin will be the death of me. And when I die, this is this is why. It's because of him. Because he is driving me insane. He's driving me insane. With, and it's with out flexing there. emojis when he wins, yeah, when no, he goes like two, the, three, and one, he sent you a muscle. Five twenty-five a.m. I got an emoji. I don't even. Did you send a text message at five twenty-five a.m.? So, <laughs> so, 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 hang on, hang on. <laughs> so, I'm up at five every day. Um, I don't know what they do down in the Dan Lebetard show, but they're on at eight. They're on before us. So I'm thinking because she has texted me pretty early before or commented on stuff for me on Twitter that I texted her. I'm not calling her. I'm texting her. Now, the irony of this is she texted me this morning just after six this morning. (laughs) And I turn around because of yesterday's dissertation that she's about. Wait till you hear how long this goes on for. I turn around and wrote, are you really texting me at 6.02 in the morning? What happened to it's way too early. He's bothering me. He's driving me insane. And so I laugh. I write laugh out loud because I did laugh out loud at it. The irony of the next day after she puts this out on their show. So they, they have this. You know what it really boils down to? It's a difference in style. They have this thing where they punch at people, they pick on people, they whine, they complain. But at the end of the day, what they forget is how this all started. It all started with them talking a bunch of crap about my family because Justin Bieber got engaged to my my niece, uh, Haley. And we, we threw it back at them. Then they sent the sign. We sent the Jumbotron. It was all in fun to have fun. It was Allison's idea to do Celebrity Prognosticator. And then she said, oh, my God, what if we do your sisters? So when we finally get to tell the Lebertard show... Everything happened. She'll probably be fired. She'll be. She'll, oh my god! So we don't want fu- that. We don't want that. But don't dummy up and get on the air and throw me under the bus like I'm this troll that's trying to get. Listen, I would have ended this before. I never even knew about Celebrity Prognosticator. It was your idea. Uh, I am a Baldwin brother, Indeed. and I and I love you with all of my heart. Don't text people at 525 in the morning. You know what, man? Listen, I can't expect everyone to have the dedication that I have to the shows. I can't expect that, obviously. I don't care who you're texting. you got to have like a 9 a.m. rule do or your something. Jo- do your job. The do not disturb do thing jo- on your phone. Do, do your job. Oh, oh, but then that's okay for her to text me no, at 602. No, she shouldn't be doing it either. Oh, but I'm not on the phone because you know what? I'm up writing stuff and getting and researching and you're sending stuff to crazy. Fart. You don't be sending messages. Don't be sending messages. Yeah, but, 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 but then don't the next day text me no, at 602 for God's sake and complain about it. So what they do on their show is they want to make this out to be that we're these over-anxious. But when you're texting me, why? Because they needed something. They want to know if Alex going to do the show on Friday or not. So because And the answer to that is, yes, I believe he's going to. Oh. I believe he's going to. He's. Uh, uh, did you do the the Nostra Xander yeah, opening? Yeah, I'll do it. I, I oh think. Oh my God, you're not prepared. I, I need uh, to present this to Alec. 
It'll be done today. Get up at five. Do it tomorrow. I have a job. <laughs> even, it's the muscle emoji. It's a kiss emoji. We win. We're back. But they lost for four consecutive weeks when it started, and they kept coming back. And the rule is once you lose, you're gone. So I don't feel like we have to abide by the rule that they win, they get to continue. Where do you hear this? Where do you hear this? This is the great. They. They. No. It wasn't they. It was... Each member of my family went each time and continued to do it. Their answer to this is, let's get Donnie Wahlberg after Mark Wahlberg went out. So is that not they, the Wahlbergs lost? No, they're going to bring Donnie Wahlberg on. So that's not, it's so funny. They twist it around, whatever it is convenient for them to make their point. See, my opinion, do you want me to see what I think you should do after this or? I'm going to tell no because I, I think I know, but I've got a better way to do it, and we're going to talk about that privately. We're not going to put that out there. I think you should take the high road. Here's the okay, biggest well, issue: we were cool running with this thing as long as it was entertaining, and the quadrains are still entertaining. But uh, there's now conditions that Dan can't be a part of it. Oh, you've turned! You've yeah. turned! I, I'm ready. Oh, he's to, turned, yeah. I'm ready to say goodbye. So Stugatz is the only one in the Baldwin camp? I just want to get in the movie. I mean, that's it. I'm trying to keep this thing alive so I appear in the movie. That's all. It's, it's I, two and three. I mean, I'd kill for a two and three right now. I was hoping that Mark Wahlberg would do something for us, but he was 0 and 4. Oh, so wow. I'm trying to get wow. Donnie Wahlberg. You know what, though? What but, about Donnie Wahlberg? You know, hold on. No, let's do this. Reach out to Wahlberg again and I, because I want it to be a double indignity. Not only do I want the Baldwins out of here after a winning week, but I want them out of here replaced by Mark Wahlberg after he went 0-4. <laughs> so, so again, Mark Wahlberg went 0-4 and lost to Coward. We have always, every time we lost, moved on to the next Baldwin, which was the— I've got a bad feeling. Okay, listen. This was the, this was the point of the I've whole gag. I've got a gag. bad feeling about this. But, well, uh, again, I think what we do is we— Go back and go by what the rules are, what the rules of engagement. I think they're going to pull the plug. I think they're setting you up, bro. And, and they and they might. That be, you know, but that's okay. If that's what if that's what they choose to do, then that's what they choose to do. But don't if, give them the. No, wait, it, 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 it's okay. It's okay. If they choose to do that, if they choose to fire it out or do whatever, they're going to make a scene. They're going to make a scene on Friday. Does Stugatz still get to be in the movie if yes. they pull the plug Stugatz on? Stugatz was a, Stugatz was a bet, yeah. and I lost a bet. We don't, we don't change the rules like they do. Yeah, we don't do that. So, so obviously, what you're hearing is we don't need to play any more of this. Um, what what you're hearing is is that it's just like the it's the a text, movie trap. It's it's just like the well, be careful because sometimes. You know, you throw the piece of meat out there, and you think that you're the one that's doing the baiting. You know, you never know what our plan might be. Uh, yeah, I know, but we punched last with the billboard, and there hasn't been a punch back. They just have an answer, right? Yeah, right. So, I have so, a feeling so, it's coming. So, so, so I reached out to her, Allison, and I said, "Just remember, um, there there are some rules of engagement here. So, if they choose to to sandbag us." And say something inappropriate or do something inappropriate while we're on the air with them. That's their choice. I think they're going to put you on and then just tell you to get lost or throw you, or cut you off that, or something. You know what? And that might and and so what? So so that's what they do. It'll be their fan base that turns around and they'll have lots of guys that are on there that'll go way to go. And then there'll be other people that'll say, "Wow, man, they won last week." You find here's the irony of all of it. After going through 
nine weeks of this with you know, Billy reading Stephen's picks and Beth coming on and, and the stuff that we had to do to keep Beth on in our studio that they don't know about and all the different stuff that we've had to go through. They finally got the golden goose. This is the time. If that's their choice, so be it. Let them do it. You can, I tweeted something out um, a couple of days ago. And and got a, a tremendous response. Ooh, Matthew McConaughey responding about going on my talk show. I like that. Thank you, Matthew. Um, no, he's a big fan of the show and downloads us every See, day, what? by the way. Coming on this show? or Why don't you? No, he's not coming on this show. <laughs> no, he's not coming on this show. See. I... Go ahead. Tell, no, tell me your opinion. Go ahead. I just think you You're should. You're worried too much. No, I'm not worried. I think you should just say, okay, if you don't like us, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you very Isn't much, that... Mr. Lebertard. Enjoy your bit. Have fun. Isn't the timing all part of the bit that they finally got to Alec and now they're like, yeah, we're good. Well, right. now, now I right, think. That's the whole joke, right? Yeah. yeah. They've been, we want Alec, we want Alec, we want Alec. They got Alec for a week and then, eh, we're done. They've had Alec before. I know. I think you just say, you know what? If you don't like us, fine. We'll move on. And you know what? I think you have a huge, you find a huge star to have on Friday on you, your you, show. You, you're, missing, you're missing the point. Uh, the, the the tweet that I was trying to find was it has to do with you know you cannot have an effect on what somebody else does you cannot have an effect. you just do the things that you need to do that make you you and take care of your side of the fence and blah and the rest God will take care of you That's and so and so and so with that said the rules of engagement that we had the stuff that Allison is unwilling to tell Lebetard that we have done behind his back <laughs> and behind the show's back which are numerous and i and i said again to her this morning when she called me after i wrote so at 602 whatever her text message came in at 610 she calls me and goes hey are you really mad blah, blah, blah. and i go no i'm not mad i'm just i'm I just find it very ironic that you're texting me early in the morning after bitching about me on the air yesterday that I did you too early. I said, but of course, you know I'm up at five, so it doesn't really matter to me. So with that said, this goes beyond that. This is Lebetard turning around and boycotting Beth. And when Lebetard boycotted Beth, I wrote him direct message to him, which would be just between he and I, and I said, are you sure that's not going to backfire on you in some way? Because you're kind of walking out on a deal that you agreed to, and Beth's won three weeks in a row. Five and oh, four and one. She's three and two this week, and now you're going to walk out? So, yes, I'm walking out to get Alec. Now we get Alec, and we come back and go, we don't want you on the show. He puts out a poll in front of his his show's listeners, and 79% of them said, we'd rather have Alec on than you. And to kicked Levitard off the show on his own poll. So I'm not the one that polled that. I'm not the one that boycotted. I have reacted each time to what they do. So... If, if they choose, if they choose to turn around and pull some number on us with Alec on on Friday, because we're going to do what we promise to do. You're saying take the high road. The high road is, is to fulfill your obligation and do the things that you planned on doing. I cannot control what they're going to do. I know, but I just, it's, they're, you don't want to end up being the punchline. Right? No, no, you, 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 you're not. Is I'm that, not listen, listen. If I pulled my pants down in their studio window, then I'm setting myself up to be a punchline because of something I did. If I do what I've agreed to do, if I do what the private conversations are that we're having with each other, and, and so I deliver Alec to come and, and we do that, that's great. If they decide to do something against what they've agreed in production meetings and conversation and text, I can't control that. But I promise you this. If they pull something on me, just like they sent the crappy little little poster here, and I planted a jumbotron, oh, I'm gonna react. Oh, I promise they're I'm, I'm gonna lob something into their lap that that they won't 
very soon forget. They also said that the segment with Alex sucked last week. Well, no, they didn't blame that on Alec though. They, no, what they well, what they said was is that it was they didn't they thought that missing Dan being in the segment okay what was yeah. was not. I agree with that because Stugatz was basically, hey, you remember when you said coffee is for closers? That was awesome. Like, no, it no, was a he terrible did, interview. But what he did, what he did also that was lame was that he turned around and he said, hey, Alec, the speech in Malice and the speech yeah, in Glengarry. Which one was better? And then after he said, you know, I, I don't know, but the Glengarry one is, is, you know, it was David Mamet. And, blah, and then he turns around and he goes, can you remember? Can you have it memorized yeah, it now? Like can you do it now? Was and, 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 I, and, I, and I turn around and I, I thought to myself, and Alec goes, yeah, no, I, I, I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. Which was a great response, but why would you say that? Yeah. But this is the style of this show. When when someone listen, look up the definition of the word guest. When someone's a guest in your home, when someone's a guest on your show, when so, you treat them as the host, as a guest, honorably and nicely. You don't smack at them. You don't do. And this their show does those things. And Allison has had conversations with me about Jay Billis, about Dick Vitale, about the people that they have absolutely upset and, and got them to the point of hanging up on them. We don't do that. We're, we're, we're good hosts. I so, know, and I feel like you're walking into the straight jab. Sometimes you walk into a firefight knowing that there's going to be casualties. I don't know that that's going to happen, but that doesn't stop me from walking in and, 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 and doing the fight. At the end of the day, we're on national ESPN when we're on their show. Our show's better than their show. Clearly, our show is better than their show. Their show, for considering they have a budget of tens of thousands of dollars a day, and that's what they produce, the punch down, get Dick Vitale upset, and, and, you know, and they got to put polls out about whether or not we're bigger. One thing we proved a long time ago to them, when they started this and we said, you guys are a radio show on ESPN. You're a writer from Miami. Do you really think that your name value is bigger than the Baldwin family's name value? And I'm not saying that's because of my participation in the Baldwin family as much as all four of us and particularly Alec. But uh, they they grossly underestimated what the reach of that was because their own viewership at 79% uh, Five voted. of us. Six of six us. Six of us was Six of us. Sorry, 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 Fredo Mole. Can I can I ask a question? I've been hanging on to for a couple minutes. Yeah, now. please. Bigger, uh, bigger acting family: the Baldwin family or the Wahlbergs? Oh, you got to be kidding me! There's two. <laughs> there's two Wahlbergs and four Baldwins. I don't know. I'd like to be an honorary Funky Bunch member. I'm not afraid. Yeah, no. There, there's no. There's no contest. Polly no can be in the Funky Bunch. <laughs> I don't think anybody would care. About there's that. no. Con there's no contest in that. They may be better dancers than we are, but we're definitely taller. Let's so, go to break. We'll, let's go to break. Let's go to break. I'm so excited. It's time for... Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Uh, um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. <laughs> you understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. So what? Brought to you by the Wildcat Pizza Bub out in Camillus. Voted best of by the Syracuse New Times. Neil is... Uh, Filling in, pinch hitting today. Wow, Forrest doing his own so what? Oh, I called him Neil. Yeah, that's okay. That's no one okay. knows who the hell Neil is. <laughs> no one knows who Neil is. They only know who Forrest is. I just texted uh, Levitard directly to see, you know, to make sure. Because I, I can't tell between Allison, between Stugatz's messages. Go ahead, I, tell me. I will say this. Yeah, Allison has one thing right, and I haven't talked to her in weeks, really. It's usually, hey, we're connected, hey, we're not connected when we're doing this segment. This segment drives me insane. Great. It, and, it makes me so uncomfortable right. and so, it's so, so can, stressful. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Whose fault is that? I don't know. No, 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 no. no. Wait, I don't wait, know. Wait. How do you me. not know how to answer that question? Who's Who's the one that says, 
okay, well then, um, uh, uh, we don't like this Baldwin member, or we don't. They at tell me it's their show, so they go, oh, it'd be really funny if you brought your sisters on and just keep stringing it along. So I go, okay. So I call my sister. Jane comes in. I call Beth. Beth comes in. I, do, you know, it's their oh, this will drive Dan crazy. So what he doesn't realize is a lot of times. They're trying to drive him nuts. They're trying to get a reaction of him. So here I am. All I need to know is, do I have to get my brother to call into the show on Friday or show up for the show on Friday because he won? According to their rules, and, and I get messages from them, including from Lebetard, saying, hey, man, you know I'm only kidding, right? I mean, the, the, like this is just an apology. Should I play his apology to Alec uh, You know, as part of our... No. Right. So, so again... You See, know, this I, is what stresses me. But, 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 but you're missing it. I only react to each one of these things. I didn't go, well, I'm going to screw them now. I'm going to bring Jane in when I say it's going to be Billy. Each thing I check with them and say, is this funny? And they go, yes, do that. Bring Jane in, the unknown Baldwin, blah, blah, blah. And I do all that stuff that they agree to. And then they get on air and they complain about it. You, that show and this show are uncontrollable for producers and for allison and when you put them both together it is intense and it, and and it, it stresses the hell out great. of me and, and again great so, 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 no, but, but here's the point that i that i asked you a direct how so is that my fault how am i stressing you, you out with what i'm doing because i don't know what either one of you are we don't know what what's going to happen what you're going to do what they're going to do you just don't know and it's just again you again, sit there again i beg to differ i come in and i tell you what's going on i know no josh you, you're observing this and saying nothing <laughs> but no you know you don't well, oh, I didn't have josh. my mic on for a minute you there can so maybe say, I wow. you can say all you want what's going to happen you still don't know what's going to happen isn't that good radio though yes it's great radio but it's stressful as hell Wah. You just got thrown under well, No, I don't care. Us. I don't care. I'll Josh cry like a bitch. Do it. Wow, that was strong. Do so what? I know we played the open five minutes <laughs> Last night, the Buffalo Bills released quarterback Nathan Peterman. Who? Peterman played in eight games for the Bills, throwing for 548 yards with three touchdowns and 12 interceptions. He played in... Eight games and threw for five hundred. Started for Poor three. Nathan. He's done in the NFL though, right? I mean, yes. no one's ever going to pick him up. Practice squad? No. Does he go to a practice squad? What did Peterman make? How much money did Nathan Peterman make? Probably, I, probably I, less than five hundred grand, if I'm taking a guess. Well, he's a. Well, I'm glad you're guessing. There's an NFL though. minimum. It's probably right. over five hundred grand. So yeah. Yeah, what a terrible thing for him. Doesn't he maybe go to a practice squad though, because of like potential talent that just never paid off because what does it matter if you throw him on a practice squad you know what i mean but the question is when you're the starting quarterback in an nfl team even if you started one game are you going to a practice squad if you're i I guess maybe watch the patriots game and he He beats the bills uh, 1.3 no he made about five five so he made the league minimum wow yeah i think i think he was worth every penny of it (laughs) he was huh he made a hundred thousand dollars per hundred yards over eight years I like it. Get it. Let's go to the next thing. Nathan Peterman's gone. Only two weeks after being fired by the Cleveland Browns, Hugh Jackson has found another job in the NFL and has joined the Cincinnati Bengals as a special assistant to the head coach. This is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to get fired again in, a, in like five months or well, like five weeks. He's also the special assistant 
to a head coach. He was a head coach of a football team <laughs> two, like three weeks ago. Well, there's also another rule, and that is, um, you know, you usually don't if you're a head coach, unless you're on a team and you're a legendary head coach. You don't bring a former head coach onto your staff as anything less than an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. And even then, you run the risk of having a guy that has head coaching experience looking over your shoulder if you're not doing well. Now, the Bengals you know, come off a tough loss last week, uh, and, and I think they came out the gate pretty hot. But I don't think I want the guy on my staff. So they must be very close, those two or something, that you would bring him on your staff because – I'm not bringing a, a former head coach well, from another team on my staff. Marvin Lewis is like immortal. He's unkillable. Like he's he should have been fired years ago. Hugh Jackson wants to learn how to go eight and eight all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How to <laughs> lose <laughs> the first round of the playoffs yeah, on a right. consistent basis. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to make it this. He's he. I, I say he Lewis can't make it another year. But we say knows? that every, every year. I know. So who knows? You never know what's going on behind closed doors up there. Do you, is Hugh Jackson a better option, though? Well, it's interesting that his position is special assistant coach. What does that mean? They made up a position for a guy to come in and help with the defense. Wow. It's the office. He's Dwight Shea. Yeah. Right. He's the assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely, he's on the practice squad with Nathan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go. LeBron James recently admitted that he almost cracked during the Lakers' early season struggle, saying, I had to sit back and remind myself, you knew what you were getting yourself into. The, La- the Lakers have won their last three games and have a record of 7-6. and six. You know, I think if the Lakers have a 41-41 and 41 season, that's a real, I mean, that's amazing for them because they just aren't that good and they've got a lot of older guys. I think the play here for LeBron all along was to get through this year, to be respectable, to ignite some excitement again in Los Angeles. And if they were to, you know, be that number 8 team and just get in there or something, I think that's that's a, a great tribute to his ability and everything, but it's next year they're looking at, you know, because they're going to go for another they, Durant is available, Kawhi is available. There's guys that have said that they want to go and possibly play. And another thing to to think about too with them is is it possible that Carmelo goes out there? Do they sign Carmelo Anthony? How much does that help the Lakers? You know, I don't know. He was his. We talked about this yesterday. His his talents and his skill set at his age right now were clearly misused. He's not a jack it up three point shooter, which is what they kind of used him option wise in Houston, and he's definitely the fall guy. That's why I texted Kevin Pritchard, the GM of Indiana. I think he fits into the Pacers mode, and 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 the and the Pacers are probably the fourth best team right now, at least in ranking in the East right now. I think the addition to a guy who clearly can score fifteen points a game still. I mean he he's going to score fifteen. He's going to get six rebounds, and he's going to have two assists. Do you need that on your team right now, or is that going to disrupt what you do? Because of the type of basketball that they play in Indiana, and I think they would let him play his game. He's going to back into the basket, turn around jumpers. You know, I mean, he's not going to. He can. He can still hit the three, but that's not his asset. You know, what I mean. So, are you going to use his skill set off the bench? And does he come in and give you? And he probably won't get enough touches to score fifteen. He's not going to start, but. If he gives you a solid eight and gives you three minutes, you know, a, a quarter, man, I think he's. I think Indiana takes a chance with him for sure. Sixers could too. I mean, they gave up Covington and Sarge, so they they shortened the forward position. But who knows? He'll end up somewhere. 
Whether yeah. he's well, he's a defensive liability, that's the only issue with him. But really. yeah, but you, but but there's a great they they had who was it was it uh, um, Butler that turned around? And said, no one plays defense in the in the NBA anymore. Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson did. Yeah, he goes. They're not buying anybody anymore to play defense. Or if you are brought in like a Dennis Rodman kind of guy was back in the day, you were brought in solely. The reason why Rodman was so successful when he was with the Chicago Bulls. Well, so they knew he wasn't going to shoot, so no one had to give up more touches. He just rebounded and played great D, and that gave Michael Jordan 10 more touches a game. That's what that was about. And you've got a kicker story? I've got two more stories. Oh, whoa. whoa. I'm whoa. scared of his kicker story. I don't even know where he's <laughs> terrified. What he, he's got the mind of a three-year-old. And then a woman did this. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yesterday, Willie O'Ree was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. O'Ree was the first black player to ever play in the NHL. I was going to quiz Daniel and see if he knew who Willie O'Ree was. You're going to quiz me to see? I didn't even hear the segment. I'm reading Dan. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading Dan Levitard's response God to me right now. God forbid you pay attention to the show. God forbid that I drive every show. <laughs> if I had a producer, Willie O'Ree was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame yesterday. Oh, Willie was a great coach. He's a great coach. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up on hockey 30 years ago. No, not, no, that's not true because I had some friends that I met through the celebrity golf tour. But I, I, I pay. You know what is interesting? You should say that because this morning I was looking at the stories to go through because I, I go through Smart News, CBS Sports, all the networks, and then some some other sports sites, all the apps now to do the show. And there's you know all this postseason baseball stuff going on. And I went. You know, it's sad to say, but I could care about baseball anymore. I really do. It's a, it's just I just don't pay that much attention to it till it's the end of the year and it's the playoffs. But you know, they're going to trade for this guy, and and I love the Yankees as a kid. I went to many games and many Mets. I just it's I, I, I'm I've adjusted to the millennial type of mindset. Was I want it fast? I want it now, and I want it for two hours, and it's done. That's what she said. <laughs> My wife, could, my wife, my wife, my wife would die to have it for two hours. Two, four, two minutes much. is a record. Two minutes. For Go Robin. ahead, Neil. The Rick legendary, the legendary comic book writer Stanley passed away yesterday at the age of ninety-five. Stanley is most known for creating characters such as Spider-Man, The Incredible Hulk, Thor, and Iron Man. Well, Daniel's a millennial mindset now, so he doesn't care. Yeah, those, I, th- those- I, I think you know, ninety-five. He lived a great life. He created some iconic characters. Uh, um, the Spider-Man thing, you know, unlike where I watched the lineage of Superman, um, where you know Johnny Weissmeller played Superman, who was an Olympic swimmer in his time, and then we went on, you know, to many other guys, the, the iconic television series, and then we then we saw. Um, you know Christopher Reeve and his depiction of it, and and even Dean Cain who has played him. And but usually there was they they didn't overlap each other so much as they did take turns every ten years or so that another guy played him. Now there's 19 Spider Mans and they're all playing at the same time. And there's this guy playing Spider Man and this guy playing Spider Man. It's like Batman. You get your run at it. You do one movie, then you maybe do the sequel, and then you're out. And there's another Batman. But there's another Batman that's doing the Batman thing. So, but with Spider Man, there's four Spider Mans in movies right now on TV. There, there's yeah. different. That always drove me crazy. So I lost interest in it. I I, I can't follow it anymore. There's too many Spider Mans. I would like a Baldwin Batman. You guys have the good. Brother. I thought Alec uh, was gonna was gonna get a run on it, and then this I'm this Batman. recent one. Well, I've got a great video. I'll I have can to pull talk it. like Batman. I got I got to I got to pull it up. I'm at the Celebrity Car Show in uh, Celebration, Florida, with uh, I think it was the year 
um, Jay Leno did it. And uh, and so they have the first uh, Batmobile from uh, when Tim Burton did it and Michael Keaton played Batman. And so I'm in it and I had the guy take the camera and roll along the tire, along the Batmobile, and back up, back up, back up, and you reveal it's a Batmobile and he pushes in on me and I go... I'm Batman. <laughs> so I just, and, I just, and I have that great video because I'm in the actual car. But Alec I would be a good Batman. Well, no, but what, what just happened was he was going to play Bruce Wayne's father. Yeah. So they were going to get some young new guy or whatever they're going to do to play Batman. And then Alec was going to play his dad and go, and they were going to go back in time to explain where all the money came from and blah. And then at the last minute, it, it fell out and he's not doing it. Remember, I think we reported something. Yeah, we were something. very excited about it. We were very excited. We thought we were getting premiere tickets because your only family gets them and you're in. I know. Me and Stu got to be walking the red carpet. Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, we're about 800 minutes over. You want to go to break? Are you done? You got one more? No, that was it. Well, then you're worth it. That this. was a very uplifting, happy story for us. Yeah, it was. Great. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you adjust my buttons? More cowbell, bro. So I got a fever. So, uh, you know, when, when I get somebody as knowledgeable about Syracuse football <clears throat> as Orange Nation Josh, um, I go through this list. Daily Orange. What did you orange. Just use? Daily got a Orange. Daily Orange. Josh. Orange every yeah, there's Orange. He's Orange. He's Josh. That's orange Slice. They slide these people in here in and out of me <laughs> weekly. Sun Kissed. He's, this one stuck around for a few weeks. <laughs> uh, so Dino Babers is, according to this list, number four on the list of of wants to be the head coach at Louisville, who he just slaughtered. Now, of course, I don't see why he would ever go and rebuild another program in the ACC that's a basketball program. You know what I mean? I mean, it is. So, but one thing to consider is what would they pay him? And this keeps coming back to, is Syracuse going to pony up for him and for some of the assistance, which traditionally I understand through Paulie, they don't do for their assistance here. But how are we going to keep this guy here? Now, don't we have a... John Wildhack on in the show in New York? Yeah, Thursday, 10.30. Ooh. So, I mean, he'd be the guy to talk to, yeah. no? Tell him to pony up that money, bro. Yeah, Back t- the Brinks truck up to Mr. Baber's house. Dino doesn't leave for Louisville. He doesn't leave that, for Louisville, that, right? That move doesn't make sense. I, I'm not surprised to see his name on lists like that, though. He's at a school like Syracuse that isn't as, you know, the end game school. Everyone expects him to want to go somewhere else. So I think he'll probably appear on all these lists, right, for all the different schools because he's someone that people view. Dino hasn't said that he's not happy being here. People just kind of make that up. But people think that he would want more or at least want more money and want to advance. Well, but I don't know the financial consideration to it. I don't. I don't I don't know any of that. I've never spoken to him privately, nor would I, would I be willing to say what he tells me in private. So, but But I will say this. There's a couple of factors to consider in this in in this particular equation, and they are this: um, what does he want, and and so is that a place that he would be willing? Because I think the next move for him after taking somebody to number twelve, a, a program that was in trouble, um, the next move for him has to be some kind of permanence. I don't think he wants to go again to another school, rebuild it, unless it's it's a school, you know. I, I, so here's a good example. Does anyone who's on the rise take the Vanderbilt job? You know, and, and again, think of who they play. Think of who they play their, their, every year, Florida, Florida State, Mississippi, LSU. I mean, they play big program, but they're, the, the, they're in the cellar all the time. I don't think Vanderbilt's ever going to make it uh, a, 
a big thing for them to be successful in football. I don't. What what makes Louisville interesting is the last decade of Louisville football. Traditionally, well before P- Patino and also during the Patino era, Louisville has been a powerhouse in the national ranking conversation as a basketball program. So I don't remember ever Louisville. Syracuse has had years where they were one of the best teams in the country in football too. But I don't remember Louisville except the last decade where they had a couple of runs where they were in the top 10. You know, they were, they were really good in football. So it kind of made those people there used to the fact and, and liking the fact that they were more than a one-pony pony town in basketball. They would pay him a lot of money to go there. And I don't know that that would be something that would, that would entice him. I would think the next stop for him would be one of the big programs. You know, is he in the conversation to go to Ohio State if they let Urban Meyer go after the controversy there? Now, if I'm him, I'm going to Ohio State. For sure I'm going. Well, the, my take is on this. He's go, the only way he's leaving Syracuse is if a job like that offers. Right. You know, yeah, the, you the don't other, say no. No one says no to Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, the, right. the, here's yeah. the thing. Everybody could say the pay the, is a problem. Money goes a long way in Syracuse. You know, yeah. you, you, what you're making in Syracuse compared to other places, it goes a long way. Money goes a long way in Iceland, too, but so, go ahead. So that's another <laughs> issue, and he's rebuilt this program. And it's the hot, At this point right now, Dino Babers has built himself a leash at this school that's really, really long. Whereas if he leaves and sucks for three years, he's done. Whereas right. he's built this program now to a top 15 team. He's going to get a raise. It, and he's got the, his recruits, everything rolling. I think it would take a lot to get him out of here. I agree with you, but Josh, let me ask you a question. So, with that said, here's the. Um, uh, it's the same in a, in a in a film or particularly television thing for me, which I can relate it to in my life better than I can being a coach. But when your show breaks into the top ten. You better be in the top 10 the next year. And that's the problem with it. So with the run that he's had right now and how that's going to translate into the guys he can sign, some of the recruits that were maybe Boston College, maybe, you know, the, the periphery that he, he made. Look, I sat in front of this kid Hudson at the at the Michigan transfer who was who was checking out Syracuse. And I worked him. I You know, I, I worked his, his mother. I, you know, I, I, I want that kid here. 6'5", 305 pounds, and, and he. I'm sure he's a baller. If the list of schools that recruited that kid. So I was talking to them about other things that were outside of football that I knew that his mom would want to know that were true. I didn't say anything you know, that wasn't true to his mother, but I, I put it on. And at some point, I think uh, uh, Dungey threw a really long pass, and I and I cupped a pen in my hand like this, and I and I and I went like this, like the ball was thrown really really long, and then I went like that, and I went. Do you want to sign now? <laughs> and, he, and he started laughing, you know, and, and, and we had a nice conversation. But I, I think that the, the thing that I'm trying to get at is that is he not set himself up now that anything less than a 7-8 win season next year would be a failure? You have to make a bowl game next year, yeah. Right. That's now the right. so, mark. But, I, but Paulie's right. If he doesn't. He's got, not, it's not the end of the world He's either. got a first-time starting quarterback yeah, next year. There's right. a lot of... Listen, yeah. listen, Although, listen. honestly, outside of the quarterback, not that much of this team changes where they should still be good next year. Okay, so here's my point. When you go to Ohio State, 
You're going to a bowl game. You're going to a bowl. You're going to win six for seven, eight. You know, a bad year they only win eight or nine. They they're in the national hunt. So when you go to one of those big programs, you know you're going to a bowl game. Here, I think they've had a great run, and and I hope this turns into that we're a national power again. You know, I mean, it's possible. I think Devito steps in. He may not be as much a threat to run the ball as as multifaceted as Dungey. But I think he throws it better than Dungey. So you know, are we gonna are we gonna we gonna be able to get a couple of big hogs up there to give him some time to throw and get over that next level, which is beating Clemson and beating Notre Dame and beating those those three teams that beat us every year. So there there lies the question. We can never make the mistake anymore of beating Pitt for a national power of losing to Pitt. Rather, we have to beat them. Before we run out of time, I want to ask you who you got this week. They're, they opened at nine. They went to nine and a half, and now they're ten. So you're talking about against the line, or who do I think is going to win the game? Both. Um, uh, the studying that I did suggests that you take Notre Dame and lay the ten. Um, that that's six and a half times over, and this is a very complicated equation. How many times they cover the spread? The fact that it's a neutral site. Um, honestly, I think Yankee Stadium plays into Notre Dame's hands, even be, even though it's in the same state as Syracuse. I think Syracuse has a bigger presence at Yankee Stadium than they would have had if they were in Notre Dame. But because of the national iconicness of of uh, Notre Dame, I think Syracuse is is, is on the road again. Um, what what has not been discussed in any article that I saw that I think the game is going to boil down to if Syracuse plays well is special teams and Syracuse's special teams are not very good. I mean, on average, these guys get these guys. We punt the ball well. We kick they're the like, ball. They're top five in the country. We punt the, we punt the ball well. We kick the ball well. Um, I don't think we uh, do well tackling their their the opposition. People run the ball well against us very well. Um, so uh, cu- cu- I'm talking about covering the punt now. Yeah. We, the fact that we've gotten away with that is because we have one, we have two of the best kickers in the in, in college football. Our punter is amazing, and our field goal kicker is really really good too. So you know, I think it's it comes down to exactly what I said in the Clemson game. If we get out to a good start and we don't let them get ahead by 14 really quickly, and we play well on special teams, we can beat them. I think we're a two and ten. Uh, you know. Uh, um, proposition we'd win two out of ten times we'd lose eight is this going to be one of yeah, the, the two? first quarter's huge right that, that's it. It's it so it really comes down to how well they come out the gate um uh i think i think not only could we cover i think we could win but according to statistics and everything um Notre Dame wins a game eight times out of ten. The so, Daniel Baldwin Show is brought to you by Cam's Pizzeria and Baldwinsville General Dentistry. Go to sleepwellbeville.com. That's it for today, guys. For the whole show? For the whole show. Wow. we got a long break. How you know, dare you treat me this way? Yeah. I had things to talk about still. I treat All you right. better than Levitard. <laughs> That's not saying much, though.